All life is an experiment. The more experiments you make, the better. Ralph Wardo Emerson. What's up, masters of you? Hope you're good. Um, I am back for another episode of the Lifestyle Performance Podcast. I'm really excited about this one. So, yeah, as per the quote that I just shared, um, today is about self-experimentation. It's about how to beat complacency through self-experimentation. Okay, so, I mean, just quickly... If we start with what complacency is as defined in the Oxford Dictionary. So it's a feeling of calm satisfaction with your own abilities or situation that prevents you from trying harder. Okay, so this this is going to be a um, really cool podcast for anyone that feels that there are areas of their life that maybe you have become a little bit complacent with. Maybe you could you know, you could put a bit more effort into, maybe you could, um, well, self-experiment with, which is what we're going to be talking about, you know, so whether it's your your training regime, whether it's your nutrition, relationships, career, any aspect, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's an area where, you know, you, you've maybe come a little bit um, kind of um, held back by routine and, and, and complacency's kicked in. Um, I know I have, and and it's one of the reasons, you know. I think I think from time to time we all fall into some of those areas. I mean, let's face it, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, then you've probably got an iPhone or you've got some kind of digitization or digital gadget, which means that you you know you're not um, you're not living in the third world country. You you probably have a roof over your head. You probably can feed yourself. So. We live in a pretty good world, even though the media likes to portray that everyone's poor and suffering. We live in a pretty good world these days. And, um, you know, because of that, we can become more complacent, right? Um, So let's talk about self-experimentation, how we can use self-experimentation to beat complacency and to make life even more fun, even more successful and um, and achieve your goals. So um, I first came came about this the whole concept of self experimentation after reading some of Tim Ferriss's books. Who's kind of one of the, the leaders in this field. He talks got some really great blogs on the subject, and uh, he he shares some of his own um, sort of early self experiments that he he did on himself. Um, I think one of the one of the ones I read was on his skin condition. He had acne when he was at school, and he talks about the different things that that he tried. and And he talk, talks a lot about how you know you can wait until science um, comes up with with new solutions for things, but sometimes that can take many years. Whereas you know we can, as humans, we 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 can test things now, um, and so that that could literally save you years. Um, but we don't even have to go as far as testing things that need to be tested by science. The the thing about the world we live in today is particularly with a lot of the wearables and a lot of the gadgets that we have, a lot of the technology advancements, is we can really do some awesome testing. If you think about things like Fitbits, um, you know, smartwatches, Apple watches, you know, these things are tracking your sleep, your steps, your nutrition. So, 
you know, if you have the ability to actually test things like, you know, how deep is my sleep? What's my REM sleep like? The question is, and the big question is, that's great. You know, having a measurement tool like that is great. But what are you doing to actually test improvements on those metrics? And that's where self-experimentation can come in. Right. So I just want to kind of just kind of discuss a few ideas, things that you can maybe think about testing for yourself. And and by the way, it's not just about testing something to find a solution. Right. Which which sounds a bit strange. But also, if you if you test something out, you're going to like any science experiment It's what you learn along the way. What you learn along the way is as important, if not more important than the end outcome. So let's say you decided to self-experiment. There's loads of people at the moment, particularly um, through veganuary, um, are testing out, you know, going vegan or even vegetarian for a week or a month. You know, so that is that is an element of self-experimentation. And um, and, I've, and I, I've heard people say, oh, my God, I feel amazing after one week of doing this. Um, it feels so good. And. I I think it's great. I think it's great. And the only thing I worry about is I think for a lot of people doing experiments like that is they kind of potentially misinterpreting some of the results. Because if they were to even continue eating certain meats, but just increase the amount of vegetables that they have on a plate, um, I'm, I think a lot of these people would probably still feel pretty good. Um, from from looking at hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of food diaries, I can tell you uh, most people do not eat enough veggies. And this is why if it means doing a self-experiment of, of going vegan or vegetarian for a week or two, and in the process of doing that, that means you're going to have to start looking at more kind of like vegetarian um, recipes and you're going to start experimenting with, with different herbs and spices um, and, you know, if that means that you're going to increase your total veggie portion sizes, then fine, then great, you know. And that, that's a great example of a, a sort of strategic byproduct, a, a positive byproduct of just testing the experiment. doesn't mean that you're going to be a vegetarian or a vegan for the rest of your life. It hopefully would mean that you're just going to start eating more veggies full stop and just cut down on your meat consumption. Maybe you do, for ethical reasons, want to go full-on vegan or, or vegetarian, which is absolutely fine as well. So, um, so that's that's a good example, and um, and and just to kind of share as well where the idea of this podcast come from. I was just coaching someone yesterday who was looking at joining one of our online programs. And we got to talking about her struggles and she was saying, you know, caffeine and sugar are her two big nemesis. And she finds herself constantly sort of um, snacking on, on sugar and she'll have two to three teas or coffees per hour throughout her working day. So I sort of dug a little deeper and found out, well, what, what is the reason for this? And it turned out it was really fatigue. Um so whenever I hear someone talk about fatigue and lacking of energy, the first questions I start to ask are around the subject of sleep. And um, and then it wasn't a massive surprise to me when she told me that she, she doesn't really get more than two to three hours of sleep. She, she'll regularly wake up 
in the early hours of the morning and, and switch on the iPad and watch watch some Netflix or watch some something on on the iPad and, and she'll try and use that to get help her get back to sleep. And I explained to her how what actually is, is happening hormonally when the blue light is, is hitting her visual system and 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 kicking off the wake up hormones in her body and actually how you know when that alarm goes off the reason why it feels so awful is because her body has finally just got into a deep sleep at around six seven o'clock in the morning um and so it's absolutely no surprise that she she is craving sugars and caffeine as as pick-me-ups all day long so I suggested to, and so so it'd be really easy for me at that stage to say right we need to change your sleep you need to start sleeping better um but she's been doing this for about three years so the idea that I can just give give her a task and just tell her to do this um from experience is is not very likely and this is where the concept of you can't think it you need to feel it comes into play it's something that I've I've thought about a lot since coaching people over the last five, six years. So I'm just going to say that again. You can't think it. You need to feel it. And I've seen this in so many different aspects of of change. You know, whether it's nutrition, fitness. You know, people will say to me, oh, Matt, I haven't exercised since school. There's no way I can do this. Um, I'm not, I've not got the fitness levels or I can't eat that food, you know, it's, it's too healthy for me. Um, and But what happens is when they feel the, feel the result of the action, when they do the exercise, when they eat the food, and they, you know, whether it's exercise and they feel that dopamine hit and they feel amazing, or whether it's the, the, the clarity levels that they get from eating the right foods, suddenly because they've felt it it makes it so much easier to stick to and this is this is one of the reasons why it's a really good thing to think about experimentation because you're not thinking about making a drastic change first you're allowing your your yourself to to actually crave continuing once you've felt it for the first time okay so um so yeah we we talked about uh one of the things i i talked to her about is just let's do a three day experiment where we make some simple changes to your sleep routine so step one you know we're going to start dimming the the lights around the house a couple of hours pre-bed step two we're going to make the 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 bedtime ritual a little bit earlier than normal even if it's just 10-15 minutes okay step three we don't have any iPads or any gadgets in the room so that when we wake up in the early hours we haven't we're not going to um, have the option to get on to to looking at any blue light step four wearing an eye mask talked about wearing an eye mask so she told me that she doesn't like dark rooms and she has all the you know the curtains and the blinds open so I said okay well what about if we kept that the same but we just wore an eye mask so we can get get the blackout on the the visual system, but you can you can still feel safe knowing that you know <laughs> we, you've you've the, the room's not complete darkness basically. Um, and she she was up for all of these, so um, haven't got the results yet. Be really interesting to find out. But um, the point of this is is if I'd said to her right from now on we need to completely change your sleep forevermore, um, you know there'd be pushback immediately because it would seem like such a an uphill struggle 
And so you can think about you know this this example in many different aspects, whether it's your career, you know, whether it's your nutrition, whether it's your fitness. Maybe you should try. Maybe you thought about running. Um, I know some of our members thought they couldn't run, and yet I tell them, you know, you've been working your aerobic system and your you know your anaerobic system for the last three years. And you've been doing burpees and you've been doing battle ropes and you've been doing rowing. I guarantee you, you can run. You just need to put one foot in front of the other and you know, you're know you using the same system. And they go for a little run and they find out, well, you know what, I actually can run and I really enjoyed it and I'm going to continue this. And then the next thing, they're doing 10Ks and half marathons and they're doing obstacle course races. And that's all off the roam back. That's just starting with a little self-experiment of going for a quick run. Um, so a, a few things that I personally recommend that you do think about testing um, with your own self-experimentation. So number one I've already sort of shared is your sleep. If you haven't already, I recommend you go all in on your sleep. It can literally change your life and that that sounds kind of crazy um but you know i i've after spending quite a lot of time studying sleep and and reading books like matthew walker's why we sleep and uh, sean stevenson's sleep smarter book that was the first book that i read that really kind of changed my view on how important sleep is Um, and particularly also the experience of having children like <laughs> if you if you're listening to this and you're a parent and you know what it's like to go from having decent sleep to having like one to two hours sleep a night and you spend those first two years, you know, just in incomplete. <laughs> uh, it's like a complete blur. Then you you realize just how detrimental poor sleep can be. So the question is, what if you had awesome sleep? How much better would you think? How much more energy would you have on a daily basis? And if you're thinking better and having more energy, you know, the decisions that you make throughout the day are generally going to be way better in terms of, you know, um, when you're, whether your productivity at work or the, the food type choices that you make. Um, so that, that is one of my big recommendations It is actually sleep. Um, but you know, you, you could always test things like if you're, if you lead quite a stressful life, I I would definitely test out something like using Headspace or Calm, one of these meditation apps that would, you know, help you refocus and help gain some control with your mindset. If you're feeling a lot of anxiety or or stress in your life, then, then that could really help or, or even at the very minimal, some, some breath work you know, some, some good diaphragmatic breathing. One of the things that we do at LPT is we, we have um, specific classes just for decompression. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you're local to the Kettering area where we run these, then, you know, you can come along to one of our decompression classes and, and learn how to um, do correct diaphragmatic breathing. Okay. Um, I mean, just, just other little mini tests that I've tested over the last five years. I mean, one of them when when the the big kind of news um of sitting is the the new smoking came out it's good four or five years ago now uh, i purchased a stand-up desk it was more like a, a convertible stand-up desk but i i very rarely sit down to work now i'll, I'll 
stand for a good four or five hours a day when I'm writing my emails or working on my laptop. And um, and that, that's had quite a sort of profound effect on my, on my life. Like I tested it for the first week and I found it quite hard going on my feet and on my legs. I just wasn't, like, like exercise, I just wasn't used to doing it. Um, and But as the time's gone on, it just has become become the norm, and I find that I'm I'm way more productive. I find that you know if I'm just sitting down for long periods of time, I find my hip flexors and my hamstrings get way tighter. So you know it's just a, a simple little thing that you can test, and um, and that that worked really well for me. Another one that I have tested, I I I must admit I I'm not good at sticking to all the time. But this is the point. Even just testing it and knowing the result helps you make better decisions. So one of the things I tested for a while is not having any caffeine after one o'clock. Most studies show that caffeine stays into your system for up to 12 hours after con- consumption. So, you know, um, that can really be detri- quite detrimental to your sleep. And um, and so, yeah, so... I'm just having a look at my other list. The other one that I came across was um, just testing. Not uh, one of the things that I like to do now and again. Uh, this is this is going back about a year now, actually. But if I've got a bit bit of a sugar or sweet tooth after dinner, I'll give myself a couple of squares of dark chocolate. Not every night, but I was doing it probably kind of two, maybe three nights a week. I started to notice on the on the nights that I was doing that. I just wasn't sleeping as well. And I just and I would buy have like ninety, sometimes a hundred percent dark chocolate, and I just hadn't put together the um, added together the two facts that obviously you know cocoa is essentially caffeine, and I'm actually consuming caffeine before bed. So no surprise that I was you know having disrupted sleep and I just wasn't getting into a deep sleep. So I knocked that one on the head, and if I ever have do have any dark chocolate, it's, it's a lot early on in the day. So um, so there, there's a few things to think about there, guys. Is is number one is is start thinking about what you can experiment with. It's gonna make your life more interesting. It's gonna make your life more fun. You know, it's gonna help you think outside the box and and not be stuck in the the status quo of of thinking and and following what everyone else does. And um, and you're likely going to learn some massive lessons along the way. Um, so I'd love to hear about how it goes. Love to hear about you know um, we're just coming up to the twenty minute mark, so I always try and keep it around that on these podcasts. But feel free to jump into our, our mastering you group where you can connect with me. You can share your experiences of self experimentation. And it'll be really good for people to share because they'll, you know, you'll probably get ideas off each other um, through sharing. And um, and I'm always interested to hear um, too. The, the other one that I have actually got going on with a few of my own coaching clients at the moment is intermittent fasting. If you've not tried fasting yet, if you've not experimented with something like a a sixteen eight fast or you know something something like that then um then again give it a go um one of the byproducts of fasting that i find is it just helps regulate your hunger you know so even if you're not doing it for weight loss or fat loss reasons but you're just doing it so that when you go back to eating normally 
you just find that you just don't need to eat as much as you were. You know, um, being complacent, one of the, the downsides to being too complacent with your food is that you can just overeat. And so testing yourself in that and experimenting on on getting to that point where your, your tummy starts growling a little bit and going through that, you know, that builds up almost kind of like um, your own sort of brain muscles of willpower. You just next time you eat, you'll find that you just won't eat quite as much as you normally do. And, you know, your your stomach can can shrink a little bit as a result as well. Um, not to mention the the longevity benefits that have been proven through fasting. So so there we are. We've hit the 20 minute mark. Hope you found that podcast super helpful and useful. Like I said, uh, jump in the Facebook group. Let us know how you go and have a fantastic week. That's Matt signing off from the Mastering You Lifestyle Performance Podcast.